glad we can be here tonight. Amen. And give him the praise and honor that is due his name. Hallelujah. Uh, the other day, I forget which evening it was, but uh, I was flipping through some TV channels. I think man's got a habit of doing that. But uh, I ran across this one channel uh, with an old uh, friend of mine and Sister Darlene's both going back before the the days that we were married. He was a pastor of a uh, church in Millersville, and uh, I think I think my hair hair is white. Man, he is his is solid white. But uh, he went on and uh, got in that in that groove. Uh, and he's connected now with a lot of the big um, TV ministries. And uh, he was on one of them that night. And the reason why he was there was to help him raise money. And, uh, man, he just, uh, he's one of them guys that really knows how to put on a talk. Knows how to put on a show. And, uh, but I recall the days when I first went in that first little church that he was pastoring. Had no more more people in it than what we got in here tonight. That young man back then came out of Oklahoma on fire for God. We're going that in that little church. During the day, lay prostrate on the floor, call out to God. That little church (coughs) went from that little number to uh, about five or six hundred people in four or five years' time. It was time for him to move on, and uh, he moved on from place to place, wound back up in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City, passing a church, 2,500, and, uh, but he, he, he was changing, uh, You'll have to bear with me because this sorrows my heart. Now, he's just a shell of the man he used to be in his young days because he pursued that number and that crowd. I tell you, folks, 
I'd rather pastor what God has given me and to know I'm in his will and walk in his anointing than the pastor of church of thousands because that's not what it's at. And I, I, I open up by telling you that because it goes with what we're going to be teaching tonight in the night's lesson. There, The devil has got a lot of charlatans out there who care no more about people's souls than anything. All they care about is padding their pockets more. They are wolves in sheep's clothing. And it, it's, it's getting worse and worse all the time. It's not going to stop till it culminates in one man whom the Bible calls the man of sin will stand up and the whole world is going to follow after him. That's why we need to be diligent <coughs> about unmasking the deception of Satan. We don't need to mess around with it. We don't need to play with it because Satan, he's at work. And many, many people are being deceived. Now, the purpose of our lesson tonight is to acquaint you with how Satan works as a master agent of disguise. He never lets you see his true nature because that would defeat his purpose. We also should be aware that Satan has many secret agents working under the shroud of pretense in order for you to let your guard down and let him in let, let him in your confidence. They're out there, and we have to watch. We're going to be going <coughs> to 2 Corinthians. <coughs> Thank you. Chapter 11, verse 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. <coughs> for such people... Now, this is the same scripture, 
but it's in the NIV version. We just read it to you in um, uh, uh, the New King James, but this is NIV. Notice how it reads. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Don't ever think the devil's going to come to you <coughs> with a pitchfork and a long tail. He don't come that way. <coughs> He's going to come as an angel of light. He's a masquerader. He's a master of deception. And we have to be careful. We have to pray that God will grant us discernment to see through his shroud because he's got many agents everywhere infiltrating the body of Christ. Now, if I can get through a little bit of this, <coughs> I want to talk about test the spirit underneath the surface. Test the spirit underneath the surface. Don't never take anything face value. Amen. You can't afford to. The enemy is too uh, shrewd. And uh, as children of God, we are taught to love, to forgive, to trust one another as equals in the body of Christ. And rightly so. But because of that, we have within us to open ourselves up to everyone who appears to be reaching out. We want to believe what we see and accept what we hear from others as being just as open and honest as we are. But the fact is, that is not always true. This kind of goes along with some of the things I talked about this past Sunday. We've got to test the Spirit. This has been going on for a long time. It's not anything new. I remember as a, as a boy, uh, there was a favorite place, a, a creek, <coughs> that my dad always liked to use for baptism. Uh, it was, uh, you know, of course, Mill Creek goes around several places there in town. And this was on Mill Creek. <laughs> and uh, I was going to have a baptism. And two, um, two Sundays before the baptism, there was this new man come through. He's supposed to be a preacher. And uh, so uh, he came two Sundays. And on that third Sunday, the Sunday of the baptizing, uh, my dad uh, allowed him to preach the message that morning. And then we all dismissed and told everybody to grab a bottle of lunch, and we all met out to Mill Creek around 2.30 for the baptizing. And everybody was there and uh, uh, waiting for this one particular fella 
but he hadn't showed up, so uh, Dad went ahead and started. And uh, about, the, about the time he got ready to baptize the first person, there was a commotion on the, on the bank just a little ways down. <coughs> there, there was that preacher, Brother Paul, stepped up there. <laughs> he was drunker than a bicycle. Ever how drunk a bicycle gets. Everybody thought he was going to stumble and fall in the creek. I mean, he had done, that's all saying goes, he definitely had one too many. Uh, and that had occurred since the, since the time that he had preached that morning. Uh, we cannot... We cannot open ourselves up to just anybody that comes along. We have got to, we got to test the spirit that's underneath the surface. There, listen to me. There is a hidden, there is hidden under the surface. Of, there's a force at work which usually doesn't show its true nature. This force works in men. It works in governments. It works in church organizations. We cannot afford to be hoodwinked by a vessel of Satan who appears to be a servant of God. <coughs> um, it don't matter. It don't matter what kind of miracles they, they seem to perform. Somebody was telling me a few years back <coughs> there was a, a revival going on in South Nashville. Oh, Brother Sammy, you need to go out there and hear this guy. This guy's got so much power of the Holy Ghost. People going in up there and getting prayed for that's got cavities. <coughs> and their cavities are getting filled with gold fillings. Now, I'm glad I heard some laughter. Because you'd be surprised how many people will believe that stuff. This guy was packing in that church. The, the church was about this size, but they was packing it out every night with about 150 people. Standing room only. Yeah, God's filling, filling them cavities with gold. <laughs> my, my, my. Now that's and to think that some people will believe that stuff, you know. Uh, I want I want to read a scripture. First John chapter four. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Now, when he said now already in the world, he was talking about back then when he was writing. That spirit was there then, and it's still 
it's much greater right now. <laughs> so it's important that we learn to try the spirits, to test them. Now, I'm going to try to cover one more point here for, for this evening. This is how we do it. Use the wisdom and discernment of God. Use the wisdom and discernment of God. I think Brother Paul made this statement <coughs> a few minutes ago when he testified, God ain't ever lied to me. If the Spirit of God speaks to you, it's going to be true. I found out there have been times that God has spoken to me and led me about a particular thing. And then one hour, one hour later, go to the book. Guess what? I find it backed up in the Word. <clears throat> because God speaks to you, He's not going to contradict His Word. It's going to prove true. But we've got to use the wisdom and the discernment of God. God put within us all an ability to discern between right and wrong. That same ability will work with spirits that work through people. <coughs> if you are Holy Spirit-filled, you have the ability to judge between right and wrong spirits, right and wrong attitudes, and right and wrong behavior. You don't have to have nobody tell you. You can see it. Hallelujah. As servants of the great and mighty God, we cannot afford to take everything just at face value just because we're afraid of offending or running off someone. You might wish you had run them off after you realized that you let a viper in the playpen with the children. Come on. Hallelujah. It's a truth anyhow. Matthew ten sixteen. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. I love that scripture. Be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Hallelujah. God has given you wisdom. You got wisdom if you got the Holy Ghost. Use it. Use it. Hallelujah. It will help you most definitely. But in Hebrews, the fifth chapter, notice what this says. For, through, uh, uh, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to, uh, to need milk and not solid food. Now, the writer of Hebrews here, uh, he is uh, rebuking some people in the church. He says, look, by this time, you should have been teaching other people. Amen. You've been in this long enough. You, you, you've heard enough word. You've experienced the power of the Holy Ghost song. You should be teaching <coughs> other people. He says, but, but you still need milk yourself. And not solid food. You're not. You're not uh, getting to that wisdom. 
For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Final scripture I'm going to read. But solid food belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason <coughs> of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. That's what God wants us all to be able to do. Don't depend totally on pastor. The pastor will not be with you 24-7. He's not going to be there with you to discern everything for you. You've got to have some discernment yourself. You've got to manifest some wisdom yourself. If you don't, you're liable to get caught off guard and unaware because, listen, folks, I'm going back to this one. The devil, his key, his key too, is deception. It's deception to deceive. And he uses, you th uh, yeah. the devil don't use uh, alcohol and drugs to deceive people. People caught up in that has already been deceived. Hallelujah. What the devil is working on is for those that he ain't got. <laughs> those who are in the body that he wants to tear down and destroy. Hallelujah. Now, I will uh, apologize that I've not really been able to get into this in more detail with the issue I'm going through in my body tonight, but I believe we got the point across. <coughs> we have got to unmask the deception of the devil. We got to uh, realize that um, this kind of goes for a lot of things, and especially goes for what we're talking about tonight. Everything that glitters is not gold. And uh, let me say one final thing. The Bible says, by their fruits, you shall know them. I don't care what kind of miracles they're, they're, they're claiming to perform, like I was telling you about this guy I heard about in Saturday Nashville time. That don't matter. That, that kind of stuff don't, don't move me. Oh, man, it's got to be God. Look, this is happening. It's going on. That don't mean nothing. The Bible tells us in the last days, amen, when all these things come to full, they're going to be able to bring fire down from heaven. Hallelujah. I want to, I want, I want to listen. I want to listen to see what the man preaches. I want to, I want to see what kind of fruit they're bearing. And if they ain't bearing the right kind of fruit... I'm not going to have anything to do with it. I mean, it's just as simple as that. I'm not going to have anything. That's, that's important. That's important. Uh, because if we're not careful, we can allow ourselves to get deceived. Hallelujah.